from the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a turbo man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show him. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? One, Who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Justifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream rise to the top. It's not a free time for WrestleMania. I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition episode of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me today is... I am Jeffrey Toon from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Is this the, is this the Positively Pro Wrestling Fully Posable Podcast? PPFPW. Uh, yeah, that, that's like that an indie. That acronym just blew your mind, dude. <laughs> that's, that's a T-shirt. Let's get it. Let's do a collab for the next time we're able to all go to a big WrestleMania event. It'll be a limited edition, two of two. You could buy one. Me, you and I each have one. And on the back, it'll say WTF because everybody's going to be trying to figure out what PPWFP stands for. <laughs> zero stars. Zero star reviews. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Uh, we'll get into it in a second here. And as you guys have seen by the title, this week. We're going to look back at a fun movie called Jingle All the Way. And it's even better because Jeff hasn't seen this movie up until yesterday, which blew my mind. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. I mean, there's a wrestler in it. The big show's in it. So that's a fun thing to talk about. It's wrestling related. Also, we'll talk about some Christmas memories of giving gifts, getting gifts, maybe hunting for toys. And, and we'll tie it into wrestling somehow and, and nostalgia like we always do here. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, guys, we're at PPW Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, you happen to be a fully posable fan checking us out for the first time, you can go on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. We'll come up for you in your feed there. And every time we have a show, it'll go there. It'll be there for free. It'll always be free. And if you want to support the show, there's a couple t-shirts up on whatamaneuver.net. But the best way to support us is just to listen and share with a friend. Uh, Eric couldn't make it this week. He's had a crazy busy week. He's got engaged this year, and he's inheriting a couple, uh, I guess they'll eventually be his stepkids, maybe? I guess that's how it works. His fiance has two kids, so he's kind of uh, doing gingerbread houses and Christmas stuff and, and all that, so he couldn't make it. And I said, you know what? Let's do a show. I texted Jeff, said, do you want to be on? He said, absolutely. So we're here. So how's it going, yeah. man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It was funny. You texted me. You're all, let's do Jingle All the Way. Or you said, hey, let's do a show. I said, all right. And you're like, let's do a Jingle All the Way. And I'm like, What? 
<laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? I was like, I've never seen that movie. So I thought you were going to bail on me. Be like, no. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, and so anyway, so I was like, okay, well, I've got two days to watch this movie. I've got to find time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at work, it's been super busy. So I was hoping to watch it at work, but that did not come to be. So I was able to watch it last night after about 8.30 at night. I was sitting there and I was watching this movie. We'll get into it our thoughts yeah. and opinions of this movie yes. here shortly. I, I want to know, how did you miss this movie? Like, are you, for first off, are you a holiday movie guy at all? Or are you like kind of? Kind of. You know, movies to me are long and tedious and it has okay. to be really good. To, it's funny, I say this as I watch professional sports and three hour raws and three yeah. hour pay-per-views. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of backfiring in my face yeah. that I say that. But to me, like a movie is like a, a task to sit down and mm-hmm. have to just devote this hour and 24. Again, it goes back to wrestling, you know, three hour shows, three hour pay-per-views. But it, I don't know. There's something about it. Just having to sit down. It's like, okay, I've got to sit down and watch this movie, which is funny because this holiday season, it seems like all I've been watching is Hallmark movies because Celeste has had it on. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, let's not go awesome on, on hey. that one. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, first off, I've been to your place. There's more than one room. You're not, you don't live in a studio apartment. There's other rooms to go to for you to, you can avoid the Hallmark movies. Don't lie to me. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I see you right now. You're in the you're in your studio, uh, Jeff. When I thanks to technology over Skype, I got his got to see some autographed Jack's classics behind him. A little giant sticker, like he's got his ten year old room. You probably had that same sticker <laughs> when you were a kid, like I did, like a White Sox sticker behind me when I was a kid too. So there's other rooms for you to go to. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie or holiday movie? A favorite Christmas movie is definitely uh, Christmas Story. Okay. But a, a close one is Home Alone. So that's why I was excited to listen to your Home Alone podcast last year around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a gentleman in sitting in with you talking about the Christmas story. And I loved it. I thought that was one of your... I, I love your episodes. And I, I say this every week. I always... When your show drops, it's one of the first things I listen to. Like, mm-hmm. I'll stop everything and I'll put that on. But... That was one I was excited to listen to. So I remember I downloaded it on my iPod Touch. Yes, I have yeah. an iPod Touch. And when I got in my car to go to the gym, I looked to see what the title was of that show that you were uh-huh. doing. And I saw Home Alone and I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> so I got to the gym and I was like, first thing I did was pop on your show. Pop on. Yeah, that was me and uh, my buddy Mike Siders. Um, he's a graphic designer, Siders Creative, if you're ever looking for something. Uh, he does a lot of corporate design stuff, so so take a look. And we we also have a design buddy, Jason Wolf, mm-hmm. the art of Jason Wolf, who mm-hmm. a lot of people know. So check out him for your designs as well. All right, I, my favorite Christmas movie, as everyone knows, I've said before, we did a show and I was Home Alone. Jingle All the Way was not my favorite Christmas movie by by far, and it's it never was. But for some reason, this was a movie that was always on, and it came out in 1996. So you were in high school. I would imagine yep. 96. Okay. And yep. I'm in junior high. So I'm, I'm like three years younger than you. So maybe that's why, maybe that's the big miss is the it high could, school, the junior high thing. It could but be, it could be like, Arnold. For, I, I know, but at the same time, it was like going to the movies for us wasn't, it was a big thing, but at the same time, Christmas movies wasn't a big thing mm-hmm. at that time. Like right now, it seems like Christmas movies, as you are an adult, seems to have a more special feeling to it if you know what i mean 
Yeah, it's like you I have agree. the you have the elementary feel. Like when you're in elementary school, you're like, "Oh, Christmas Story is going to be on," you know, or R- Rudolph the Red Nosed yeah. Reindeer is going to be on CBS, or you know, stuff like that. Appointment but television. A, yes, thank you. And then you get into high school, and you're like, "Okay, I, I if I catch Rudolph, that's cool," you know, something like that. But yeah. now, as we're getting older, it seems like watching those old school movies or some of the newer. Hallmark movies, I guess. <laughs> are, you love them. <laughs> I, hey, 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 hey! Don't call me out like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Scott being called out about Justin Liger on our past week's show. <laughs> Justin, like that was like the. I was so happy that joke kept getting beaten into the ground on Twitter. I, I was like, yes, keep beating this into the ground. I want a Justin Liger, a Just Incredible Yushin Liger mashup figure made just for Scott sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Although those Yushin Ligers are expensive. Nobody's going to mash that one up. Yeah, good point. Good point, man. <laughs> All right. But, so this movie, I guess it came out in 96. And mm-hmm. again, it was always on. I think it was because uh, my mom growing up was like the queen of, you know, when you even now if you go to like Walmart or Target, there's like the bin of just movies for like four bucks, five bucks. Yep. And my mom would buy them. We would just have movies. And as a parent now, I realize like, oh, a movie's a babysitter for two hours. Like, here, put a movie <laughs> on. That's why we watch movies so much. And my daughter now watches movies, which is great. And it is. It's it's a babysitter. And it's something to bond over with as well. And mm-hmm. we watched, I've watched Jingle All the Way a ton. She, my five-year-old seen it. She watched it again today. She was a big fan of it. There's a few parts about this movie I liked. First off, before we get into kind of the details, give the most generic 5,000-foot view of you, you watch this hour and a half movie, ninety minutes of Arnold and Phil Hartman and Sinbad, and Tom Hanks' wife, as we call her, Rita Wilson. <laughs> Rita Wilson, yes. <laughs> what did you? Th- and Anakin Skywalker, young Anakin Skywalker, um, it was Jamie from the Phantom <laughs> Menace. What was your? I know it was bad, but what were your overall thoughts? Any any highlights at all? Well, within the first ten to fifteen minutes, all I could think was, "Goddamn, Steve, making me watch this." <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, you know. But, but you gotta the, love Phil Hartman, right? Phil Hartman had a good well, performance. So that it was funny. Arnold, I thought was awful in the movie. Yeah, I th- I thought Arnold was terrible. But to that point, Phil Hartman, Sinbad, and Belushi mm-hmm. were fantastic. I thought okay. Belushi's role. Uh, we'll get into that if you want to get into that. Yeah. I thought I thought Belushi crushed it. Sinbad seemed like he was doing a almost like a improv skit like just a bit yeah yeah like he was like when arnold and him are standing at the toy store ready to just bum rush in it seems like sinbad is just going into a comic routine and then mm-hmm. next thing you know he's choking a woman <laughs> and i'm like what the hell just happened <laughs> I'm like, Fam- family movie sinbad attempts murder later in the show too which we'll get into <laughs> right. he, he attempts to kill the child to get it the turbo man toy all right so the movie starts off with first off a, a commercial for turbo man right it's yep. like uh, the, the fake action hero and the premise of this movie for those who haven't seen it, it's pretty simple there's the hot christmas toy of the year it's this action figure turbo man arnold schwarzenegger plays a dad named howard that is a workaholic and he doesn't get the toy. He forgets to get the toy. And like an idiot, he assumes he can go to the toy store on Christmas Eve to buy it and he can't find anywhere. So the whole movie's him chasing it around trying to find the toy. When we, we were, Jeff and I were talking before we recorded, when we were kids, this was like a thing every year. There was always the hot toy. You'd see news stories about people trampled to get the Cabbage Patch dolls or to get, 
you know, the video game console or what else do we say? Tamagotchi or like, Tamagotchi like, tickle me Elmo. Oh, tickle me Elmo. Oh my gosh. Remember that? Oh man. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to remember there was one, it seemed like this was the last, no, nah, I wouldn't say this was the last big toy, but there was another one around 2000 or 2001. That was the hot toy. And I wish I could remember was it. Was the Furby? It might've been Furby. Furby. It might've been Furby. Furby. I think you're right. Yeah. Furby was big. Yeah. But now that this isn't a thing anymore, you know, like I guess I'll ask people who are listening to think like, is there a toy or I guess a video game console that people are trampling for or like camping out for? I mean, it's a little kind of goofy now because of, yeah, PS5 is a little goofy now because of the pandemic, but even last year, I can't think of like the Christmas toy to get. There was, there wasn't, it seems like that's a long thing in the past is there is no longer uh, that one Christmas toy that is the hot rage for that season. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, when we were kids, it was, it seemed like every year we just kind of sat there and waited (laughs) to see what the hot toy was. Even if we didn't want it, for example, Scott and I, we thought Cabbage Patch call, excuse me, Cabbage Patch kids were cool, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really care to get one. We were more interested in getting Mask, G.I. Joe, uh, God, what else? He-Man. We were were more interested in getting those play sets, those toys. But for some reason, my mom thought we really wanted a Cabbage Patch doll. So my mom actually went to Toys R Us one morning. She took off time from work to uh-huh. go get us a Cabbage Patch doll because she knew it was going to be there. Yeah. So we get it on Christmas Day and we're like, okay, cool. The, but we have Castle Grayskull over here or whatever <laughs> it was. you know. So Scott and I were like, uh, thanks. We'll put this over in the corner. Well, thanks, mm-hmm. mom. But she was so excited to give it to us and we kind of just pushed it to the side because we were so stoked for He-Man or whatever mm-hmm. it may be that we were popping open that day. Yeah. And I remember my sister got a Cabbage Patch doll and later I got one. And I think, again, that might've been just our parents buying into the hype. Like I didn't want one, mm-hmm. but not for Christmas. But like later that year, mom was like, oh, I got you one. I got you the boy Cabbage Patch doll or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Like <laughs> I'm going to go play with my wrestling figures or my <laughs> Ghostbusters or turtles, the, whatever it is. The funny it thing been, like, was- Them buying into it. Go ahead. The funny thing was, is that- uh, I think Scott's in mind came with Joe Montana jerseys. Oh, that's and pretty I think, epic. And, and, and I mean, it was cool. And I thought that was cool that it had the Joe Montana jersey on it. It said 49ers and it had 16. Mm-hmm. So you knew it was Montana. But at the same time, we were like, okay, it's still a Cabbage Patch doll, you know? It's, it's a doll. It says doll in the name. And you're a boy. You can't have a doll, right? Yeah. By the when way, you're I a can't little believe- boy. By the way, I can't believe I'm doing a podcast without cracking open a bang right now. Oh, what, what do we got here? Is it is it Bangster Berry? No, nah, uh, keep that one away from me. <laughs> no, this is Cherry Blade Lemonade. That's a good one. I, I since since you're on the show, we have to talk about energy drinks for a little bit to upset a couple people. I would say my favorite <laughs> is probably it's either going to be depending on the mood, Blue Raz, mm-hmm, or that's delicious, or sometimes it's the Black Cherry Vanilla. That, that one's good as well. Or sometimes it's the peach mango. It depends on my mood. It depends. You've so. got to try. You got to try candy apple crisp. Okay, they just started popping up around here at the Target. Um, I just tried the the punch one, the fruit punch one. And that one was okay. It felt a little, tasted a little bit like medicine to me. Oh, the power punch one. Yeah, it tastes a little oh, like dude. medicine. That's like top four for me. I love medicine. Okay. Give me all the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the Robitussin. <laughs> You're just pounding it. <laughs> 
We're just dating ourselves with medicine references now. Dimatap. What was it? Dimatap, the purple one. Oh, right? oh, give me that. I, I used to, I used to want, I couldn't wait it for the four hours to be up so I could drink more. <laughs> I'm sick, mom. Give me some more Dimatap. It's a hundred and something degrees outside. How can you be sick? I don't know. Oh, give me man. Dimatap. Okay. So the move back to the movie, we were all over the place. So it starts <laughs> off with the fake commercial uh, or the fake TV show to introduce mm-hmm. you to what the character is. And he's, he's generic. He's like a mix of like the Rocketeer and Iron Man. It's like a generic guy and he's super cheesy, whatever. It's a kid's show. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to an office Christmas party, which is a pretty wild looking Christmas party. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, we introduced him. He's Howard. And it mm-hmm. took me a while to figure out what he did. And I kind of paused in the computer and it seems like he sells mattresses. Did yes, that make sense correct. to you? No, not at all, because it, he was answering phone calls left and right. So you couldn't tell what exactly he was selling because he kept mis- making that same uh, comment. You're my favorite customer. You're my favorite yeah. customer. You're my number one customer. And you're like, OK, what what are they buying? Are they buying toys? Are they you right, couldn't that- really tell? Yeah, and he's and I'm I put a note too. It's like okay, so we're assuming his wife isn't married. His wife doesn't work. Maybe mm-hmm. she does. Maybe she's just off for the holidays. I'm like they got a pretty nice house. He's like right. a VP. So this 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 guy must be moving mattresses pretty well. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he, a workaholic. He, yeah, he has a bunch of customers calling him. So yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I, I you've been you've worked in offices and you've we've had real jobs for years now. And uh, any funny or embarrassing things that happen in any office Christmas parties over the years you can think of either to you coworkers or to yourself, maybe someone drank too much eggnog or something uh, like that. So for me, no, it seems like our, <laughs> my coworkers, when they have an open bar, yeah. they, they pound the drinks and for some reason they have to disperse to another bar. And I don't understand why, because our company will pay for an open bar uh-huh. And then within about an hour and a half, they're like, okay, we got to go to the bar down the street. And I'm like, why? The drinks are free here. Uh, we just got to go. That bar's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. But uh, no, for thing. me, no, it hasn't happened. But it's funny because Scott talked about this on Drunk Wrestling History podcast. I guess I can divulge. Back in 2003, Scott had a Christmas party. And I guess he got so hammered when he went back to the hotel room, he started uh, peeing on the lamp. Oh, in boy. the hotel, uh, on the in the hotel room. So since Scott has now divulged that on Drunk Wrestling History, <laughs> I can now divulge that on the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. <laughs> okay, make sure to follow. It's it's Drunk History. I think is that their Twitter handle. Drunk, drunk, History? R- drunk Wrestling History. Drunk. Yeah, something like that. Well, they didn't pay for a plug, so it's okay. You can yeah. you can find them. Drunk <laughs> Wrestling History. Um, funny show, by the way. That's a show I like to listen to. If like I've, I've listened to them. Like when I'm driving home at night and I need something to like kind of keep me like awake, I'm like, because I'll like double take, wait, what did someone just say type of thing? So that's a fun <laughs> show. So fun, fun show for Scott. I think the only funny story I have, well, I've, a lot of my stuff that happened for like, not for me, but for other coworkers wasn't necessarily at a Christmas party. But one time that was, um, have you ever seen Seinfeld, the show? Once oh, or twice? yeah. Okay. One of my favorite shows, yeah. Some, some people, like my wife's like seen like two episodes. Some people haven't seen it. You know the mm-hmm. Elaine dance? Oh, God, yes. The classic Elaine dance. <laughs> All right. So this is after a Christmas party. We just um, have been named a new president of the company. Mm-hmm. So the we had like a big banquet hall. We pretty much like everyone from all over the country came in for this big party. And it was fun. And there was an open bar and all that stuff. And like it's about an hour in, the DJ started playing songs. And like there was a dance floor. No one was dancing. And it was exactly like the Seinfeld episode where Elaine's like, why isn't everyone dancing? The new president of the company 
Oh, her no. name was her. I'm not going to say I'll, I'll change her name. We'll call her Jan. Jan <laughs> goes out into the dance floor, starts doing the come on, guys, literally almost to a T the Elaine dance. Thought she was a great dancer. She had the thumb. <laughs> she had the kicks. And like, I almost like couldn't stop. I like ran around to everyone to make sure they saw me. Are you seeing this? Am I the only one seeing this? So that was my big thing. Um, <laughs> another thing that happened, not at a Christmas party. This was at a call, a company uh, appreciation party. Like we had done like a really great year. So the company's like, Hey, we're going to go to this private uh, golf club for drinks and dinner and golf or whatever. So at the end of the night, everyone's pretty like sauced up and the president of the company and a bunch of people are like, Hey, there's a party in my suite. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pass on this. This seems like a bad idea. The next morning, I walk past like the HR lady to like go to my car. I'm like, hey, how are you? How was last night? She goes, oh, she must not know I was there. She's like, I don't know. She like kind of like did that. I don't know. No, no. So my buddy who was who went to there, he told me, he's like, oh, my God. So the HR lady was playing poker and then started falling out of her shirt and exposed herself to the whole company. I'm like, oh my God. Oh no. That? So alcohol, <laughs> free open bar, fun Christmas stuff. See all relates to jingle all the way in Christmas parties. <laughs> see what happens when you don't go to that after party? It, it always it always happens when you don't go. It's like something oh. magical always happens 10 minutes behind you. <laughs> yeah. Like here comes the fun bus or the party bus. Right. And it always happens after you're like, like you said, oh, it's going to be a bad idea if I go, no, I'm going to skip it. All of a sudden here comes that bus, <laughs> the fun yeah. bus, the party bus. So then uh, Howard is his name. Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to leave to make the karate tournament because his wife calls him we're going to call her Tom for all intents and purposes of Tom Hanks wife keep calling, we're just going to call her yeah. Tom Hanks's wife yeah. if we <laughs> say Rita, Rita Wilson. Wilson yeah if we say Rita Wilson nobody knows her name is Liz in the show but I mean Tom Hanks wife let's be real here um <laughs> there she's saying you're going to be late you're going to be late he's going to get his yellow belt in karate and they go to the gym and f- this is where we first meet Phil Hartman uh their neighbor who's super obnoxious and clearly has a crush on Liz uh, Tom Hanks's wife Arnold Schwarzenegger's fictional wife in this in this movie and he's kind of like the eligible bachelor around town because all the uh, local neighbors are saying oh ted i need you to come you know change my light bulb in my house or fix my gutter or whatever all this stuff but he's ignoring them focusing on tom hanks's wife liz and then turns out arnold misses it because he's stuck in traffic getting there gets pulled over by a cop for driving on the shoulder which is a recurring gag as the same <laughs> he keeps running into the same cop throughout the uh, duration of the movie Arnold goes back to the house. Jamie, the little kid, is pissed off he missed it. And in order to kind of win his affection back, he figures, he asks him, what do you want for Christmas? Jamie tells him, I want the Turbo Man doll. So Arnold's like, okay, great, easy, I'll get it. So then as he's going to bed, he tells her, oh, yeah, we were bonding. Tom Hanks' wife, me and Jamie were bonding. And we're, I'm, we're talking about Turbo Man. She goes, you got the doll, right? And he gets, it's just, it's such a cheesy, like, shot, you know, like, mm-hmm. the Arnold's like the Arnold face, eyes wide open. Camera zooms in. The doll. Oh, the <laughs> doll. That doll. So he gets the bright idea the next morning to go to a toy store on Christmas Eve. Right. Now, are you have you ever been a late Christmas shopper? You strike me as a late guy, a late shopper guy. No, actually I'm not. Usually oh. I have I yeah. Told you on that one, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> way to call yeah. me way to call me out or make judgments <laughs> of me. Uh no, I'm not a late Christmas shopper. I'm usually the first one to get yeah, I wouldn't say the mm-hmm. first, but I usually have stuff wrapped up about I'd say 
two weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. But then uh, usually I always have this, or I always seem to have that one last gift. I'm like, yeah. oh crap, I got. But it's nothing big. It's not like I have to go pick up like a, a Mega Man doll or whatever yeah. it is. And it's not the big toy. It's just like, oh crap, I got to go run to Target to pick up. Uh, uh, towels or yeah. something ridiculous like that. So, so you've been it, out on Christmas Eve before or around oh, Christmas yeah. Eve and you, oh, yeah. you've seen how crazy it is. Oh, big and time. I've done it. Like, I'm not a late shopper at all. Like we're, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the king of like, it'll be like July. I'll be like, Oh, I get this to someone for Christmas. I'll just grab it and throw it in the closet just to have it, you know, type of thing. So, but again, I've gone out and it always boggles my mind. I'm like, how are there so many people out right now? Like <laughs> last minute shopping. And like, I guess it's kind of nice that these people are like, putting the effort in to go buy presents for their loved ones and all that stuff. But still, uh, anyway, before Arnold goes, he, he runs into Ted again and we didn't mention it before, but Ted put lights on his house when he came home late from the karate tournament. So Ted's a bit of an ass you can tell. And this is Phil Hartman, by the way, he runs up with a reindeer he purchased for his son to get the Christmas spirit. Can we get into that real quick? Like a, a reindeer just out in the middle of no, like, is that popular in the Midwest? A, a random reindeer out in a, well, I mean, so in Minnesota, I can see it because okay. in Illinois here, I don't live in like a rural er- or like a farm area by any means, but mm-hmm. there will be families of deer every once in a while in my yard hanging out. Okay. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. For, so for us, like, I don't know. It's not big out here. We see deer like sporadically, maybe mm-hmm. up in a hill or it's like one or two deers, but it's not a... Like a random reindeer like that. You know? Right. Well, he, so my, obviously my, my take is, is Phil Hartman's character, he's divorced and he's got his son. So he's trying to like be the overcompensated dad, like the I'm winning, I'm the better parent type of dad. Like that's the, how he got it for. He's like, he's going over the top. You know, right. Type of thing. Well, well, that's like what he did to Arnold. He goes, oh, you're looking for the, the Mega Man toy. Turbo well, Man. A Turbo Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're looking for the Turbo Man toy. I got that for my son two months ago. Yeah. Like, he was, you know, that basically summed up Phil Hartman's character. Like he kept throwing in these little jabs to Arnold, but and he could have. And you know what? I think like maybe this is me looking deep into it, but maybe Phil Hartman like so Hartman knows this thing's impossible to find. He could have told Arnold like, "Dude, you're wasting your time." But he's right. like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, go out. I'm gonna go sneak up on your wife while you're gone." Type of thing. <laughs> I'm gonna eat her cookies. <laughs> yeah, Miss Troy McClure himself is gonna gonna go take a take her out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so creepy the way he is around her but it it, it is okay anyways <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie comes up um which we'll get to in a second when he calls home when phil Hartman's helping her with the cookies we'll get to that in a second so arnold shows up to the toy store right when they open 9 a.m there's a crowd out front and he runs into sinbad who is a postal service who is all carrier also looking for the toy for his son the turbo man and First, they're friends, and like you said, we were starting. It seems like this point of the movie, Sinbad's kind of like improvising a little bit, like doing like a comedy bit, which I thought right. worked. I thought it was funny. It worked. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, go ahead. actually, I gotta uh, kind of jump in. So, I to do research for the show, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go into it completely blind. I did a little research. So apparently, from the um, "How Did This Get Made" podcast, mm-hmm. which is Jason one of my favorites. Mezzi- Oh, yep, Jason, great podcast. Yep. Jason Manzukis is one of my favorite actors, comedians, whatever it is. Um, apparently, Joe Pesci was supposed to be in Sinbad's role, but they didn't like the way he stood next to Arnold. 
I mean, I could see it being a bit of a... Maybe it would feel too much like twins. Twins, yep, exactly. I could see that. So, oh, man, now I'm going to reimagine this movie as Joe Pesci. <laughs> like, good, <laughs> like Goodfellas Joe Pesci. Chopping <laughs> up bombs. Well, and ironically, Sinbad was supposed to be in Goodfellas and Joe Pesci. Got, is it Goodfellas? Yeah, right. Got, yeah. <laughs> Sinbad and Goodfellas. Let's just, just let's recast classic movies that Joe Pesci was in with Sinbad. <laughs> Home Alone, Sinbad. My cousin Vinny, Sinbad. Just swap roles. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that was something that I heard on the How Did This Get Made podcast. It was funny, too, because Celeste said, she goes, so why are you watching Jingle All The Way? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing the podcast with Steve from PPW. And she goes, oh, How Did This Get Made did that sh- uh, did that movie? And I was mm-hmm. like, what? And I was like, well, I'm going to listen to it while I'm at work because to watch something at work is difficult. Yeah. Because, But to listen to something isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, anyways, I kind of listened to that and kind of picked up some, on some things for the show after, after watching the movie. So That's fun. Well, that's fun. It's a great How Did This Get Made episode, too, by the way. So go listen to that, really, guys, if you haven't heard that one already. Or after you is. watch this movie in this holiday season. Mm-hmm. All right. So the doors open. There's a big bum rush. Uh, it's kind of like a slapstick comedy now where everyone's pushing each other around. Um, the funniest part is they're in the middle of this toy thing and they look and they see the Turbo Man shelves like, as we as wrestling figure collectors know, the bare pegs, you walk down, it's like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And he asked, we all asked, do you have anything in the back? Yep. And the employees laugh at him in the back. <laughs> yep. And then everyone makes fun of him. And Arnold, this is where Arnold gets violent. And this is something that nobody acknowledges during this movie, which is, this is a 275-pound, muscle-bound, uh, Austrian accent guy. And no one just, it's never brought up. But he well, does use his muscle right here to threaten the clerk about a Turbo Man doll. And well, he tells other, him one's on okay. layaway. Well, the other thing is, is that uh, how many crimes was committed in this movie? Well, so far, we're at a couple of assaults. Um, Arnold's already gotten <laughs> right. a ticket and been and been tested for a DUI. <laughs> so we're at three. We're about 15 minutes in. So right. Probably some type of animal endangerment with that reindeer. I'm guessing you're not supposed to own a reindeer. So there's been a few. That's a good point. There's been there's a lot of crimes in this movie. A lot of crimes. That was one thing I picked up on real quick. There's <laughs> all the crimes. That's just so funny you watching this for the first time. Stuff like I wouldn't even think about. You're like, wait a minute. This is all illegal. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to beat up a toy worker or a, a store employee. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the 90s. It was a different time. Uh, right. Clinton was president. Anything goes in 96. <laughs> so they, the, the Arnold finds out a like, lady has it on layaway. He chases her car down. She drives off because there's a giant Austrian man screaming at her saying, I need that doll. And like, if he caught her, what was he going to just offer like a same amount of cash for it? Like, what was his plan? Just steal it? Well, well, we did know that he did have cash on him later on in the movie, mm-hmm. but we don't know how much she would have been offering up the figure for. So, right. But, yes, he does have cash on him, so he would have been able to pay for it. Correct. Okay, so uh, nothing ever, he doesn't get the doll, whatever. He goes to call home, and who's at his house but Ted, a.k.a. Phil Hartman. He's helping uh, Liz with the kitchen, with the cookies and all that stuff. And the kids are playing in the in the living room. Uh, Ted Hartman's or Ted Hartman, Phil Hartman, <laughs> Ted's kid, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid. They're they're friends. They're neighbors. They're friends. They're playing, watching Turbo Man like kids do. Uh, 
Ted answers the phone. Arnold's pissed off. He's like, wait, Ted, why are you at my house? And he has the famous, this is such an Arnold line where he goes, oh, Howard, your wife's cookies. And he goes, put the cookie down now. Mm. Oh, these cookies. I got to get the red straight from Les. Put that cookie down now. Classic line. Put the cookie. It, it is a classic line too. Uh, by the way, sorry. I want to rewind just a bit. Sure. So when so when Arnold goes into the toy store, he sees the bear peg sold out, sold out, sold out. But what is and this becomes a recurring thing. What is on yep. the shelves is the uh, the bear, the sidekick, the sidekick booster. Uh, yeah, booster. Thank you. So they've got a thousand boosters, but no. Uh, God, what's his Turbo name? Man. Again? Turbo, Turbo Man. Turbo Man. God, I can't. I just saw the movie last night. Leave me alone. It's okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> but uh, but there's like no Turbo Man. So it's kind of funny because when you relate that back to the wrestling figure world, yep. you'll walk down the aisle and you see. Unfortunately, right now you'll see 50 Bobby Heenans, but you yep. don't see any of the Valentines or the Razor. Or in the next series, you now see a bunch the of Warrior. Paul Orndorff or yeah. Eddie Guerrero, and you don't see Warrior. Mm-hmm. or uh jake jake so that's so true the the peg warmers poor bobby yes. Heenan in the weasel suit luckily my target's down to one one left uh i don't know if they clearanced him out but he's down to one so that made me happy you know but how elites are going like this in like two years this thing's gonna be worth like 50 bucks it's it's just crazy how that i how know that stuff goes i know it's, it's like crazy. target T- it's like target tito he was you could find him everywhere he got the nickname target tito yeah and and he then guess dust what? on him and then guess what? When COVID hits, all of a sudden Target Tito is now worth 55, 60 bucks. <sighs> it's just crazy. You just got to sit on some elites and you'll be good for a while. Like I right. joke with my wife. I'm like, all this stuff down here, it's the kids' college one. When they're in college, <laughs> I'll sell it. And like, that'll, that'll be oh, As long as the wrestling figure market doesn't crash. And as of right now, there's no signs of that slowing down. You know, it's just right. going up and up and up. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. But back to the movie. My, This is just like an off comment. My favorite part of the movie is when Phil Hartman, after he hangs up on with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he uh, is kind of like full of himself, like, yeah, I'm with your wife, whatever. And he goes to, to pick to pick up a cookie, but he touches the hot pan, he goes, <sighs> and he goes, pipe down in there! He yells at the kids. And like, to <laughs> me, like, as a dad, like, I, you, you're pissed off about something else. You yell at the kid. Like, I get it. Like, that just made me crack up. <laughs> uh, so then later, what is it at the diner where they find, where he runs into, um, yeah, so at the... He runs into Sinbad again? Yes, he runs into Sinbad again. Uh, just so happens that now a radio station is going to give away a Turbo Man. Kind right. of. No, is it, I think we're going out of order. I think before that, they go to the mall, right? Was the mall before the diner or was the diner before the mall? I think the diner's after. Cause, all right, cause they, all right well, we went out of order a little bit. So they here's, here's – and I remember now. So after they're out of the big um, – the toy store fight after Arnold makes the phone call, he hears another parent shout to someone, hey, you know, the mall just got in a set of Turbo Man dolls. Let's go. So yep. him and Sinbad here, then they run to the mall. They get to the mall, and there's a guy on a little speak and say announcing, yes, the rumors are true. We have a Turbo Man doll. <laughs> and, he go, and then he says uh, the price is just double due to supply and demand. Which, I don't know if this has ever happened. Has this ever happened to you before where you're looking for something and the store kind of jacked the price up on you? No, it's never happened out here. It only happened to me once. That was for the PS2. I remember nope. when the PS2 first came out, it was obviously huge and impossible to get. And right after Christmas, it was a thing where 
the KB Toys was like kind of the like the hidden place to get them because everyone would go to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. So the KB Toys in the mall kept like randomly getting like a shipment of like two or three, like mm-hmm. randomly. And we lived pretty close to the mall. And I was at my friend's house one day and like we would call them and say something, did you get him in yet? Did you get him in yet? And finally the guy was like, we're supposed to get him in today. We're supposed to get three. And he goes, but I will say, because I think there were three ninety nine, maybe two ninety nine was the price of the system. Yep. They said, we are requiring you to purchase two games and two controllers with it. Like that was like, you had to buy that. So oh. yes, yeah, so that was kind of it. But luckily I was planning a blanket controller in a game anyway. So it kind of worked out, but I did get it. I got Madden and two games or whatever it was. And I'll never forget this too. So we got it. Like me and my friends, I bought it, but we were going to play at my friend's house. A girl he had a crush on called him as we just after right after we got the system and said hey do you want to come to my um church's like youth group thing tonight he looks at me like we are not going to that are you out of your damn mind we have ps2 (laughs) he made me go so he went i still never let him live that down like that's like (laughs) we ended up playing it that night he's like it's only an hour come on so we ended up going to it and it was one of those like jesus camp churches no offense to anyone that, that goes to those but i went to one as a kid and it was creepy where they make kids feel guilty for not doing something so like they kind of trick you with like treats and like soda and like rock music and all of a sudden the preacher will snap and like make kids cry it's just a creepy place people who've been to it will understand okay i'm glad i've never been to one no Um, you're good you're good (laughs) i so now you've got me invested so what happened with the guy and the girl did they ever end up no, nothing. Nothing ever happened. Oh, God. I, I th- I'd be pissed. He, he was too big of a, a puss to make a move. And it turned oh. out it kind of worked out for him because she ended up being like a little creepy. So it kind of worked out. But still, oh, man. I'll never forget him living. Like Even now I bring it up like, hey, you remember when uh, we were, I had the PS2 and we had to go to that church thing? He's like, yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, that, man. That's my <laughs> supply and demand story that I did get. I, I ran into when I was... I must have been 17 or 16 when that came out. So, you know, I had my service merchandise money, so I was saving up for it. You know, my uh, seven bucks hit, an hour or six bucks an hour I was making. You are hitting my feels with service merchandise, man. You bring that up, that brings back total memories of finding so many figures there. Mm-hmm. So, service thanks. merchandise was like was like the internet before the internet. Like you, was like, you would browse, you'd bring like your ticket up, and they would like bring it from the back, like on the yes. conveyor belt. It was good yes. times. Uh, that was great times. I missed those days. We had out I here. There. I don't. Did you ever have Best out there? Mm-mm. Okay, so no. that was an that was another department store, very similar to Service Merchandise. Found so many LJN figures over there. It was fantastic. I missed those days so much. Yeah, just but, all the department stories. We had Venture. Did you have Venture by you by chance? Never had Venture. Okay, I think that's probably similar to Bash. And we had Montgomery Ward. Yes, we uh, did have that. Montgomery Ward was a little bit like Sears. They never had, they had like a crappy toy section, I remember. It was mostly clothes and like stuff like that. Yeah. But you know wrong. what's funny? You know what's funny is now that I'm thinking about it, in the movie, when the guy jacked up the price and he set it over the, the, the bullhorn. Yeah, the speak and say. It was like a kid's speak and say, like yeah, a little Fisher-Price thing. Yeah. What I loved about it is when he jacked up the price, the two workers that were standing next to him kind of snickered. They're like, ha, huh. like, yeah. gotcha. But the Like they're going to get is, any of it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, what are you two doofuses laughing about? <laughs> you guys so, are going to see a dime of that. <laughs> in, in order to make it fair, which this was nice, they said, we're going to do a lottery system. If you Everyone's going to get a ball and we're going to pull the lottery. However... There was even a limited number of lottery balls. Yep. So there's a big bum rush to get these lottery balls, which are basically super balls. Mm-hmm. And they throw them up in the air and they bounce everywhere. It's a mad dash. 
and it's played over everyone's fighting it's played over it's the most wonderful time of the year which was a funny thing <laughs> and this i thought was a fun part you know at Whoever thought of this idea of making these Super Balls as the bouncing things, I thought was a good idea. Because it, it made it believable. Form. Yeah, crazy too. Yeah. Uh, and then Arnold gets one and Sinbad goes down, sprays him with mace. <laughs> and, he, and he gets away from the pile. So Arnold goes, he got two. He got two. And then the one guy goes, get the mailman. Which is just a, and everybody attacks him. The ball gets um, uh, knocked out of his hand and then bounces on the escalator. Arnold chases the bouncy ball through the mall, ends up in like a kid's play place. Have you ever been to the Mall of America in Minnesota? No, I, no I've never been over there. Me neither. Me neither. I know people that have been there. And it's like, there's like a theme park there almost too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is where this is, by the way, the Mall of America in Minnesota. And uh, the, little, the little ball goes in the ball pit. This little girl gets it. She puts it in her mouth as kids well, do. Well, Arnold tries actually- to pull it out. So the ball actually started bouncing and there was a comedy of routines that started happening as the ball. So like, for example, the ball is bouncing and Arnold goes to dive for it and he smushes (laughs) his face up against the glass. Yeah, just like dumb slapstick. Yes, exactly. And then somehow the ball ends up in this girl who's sitting in a stroller just lands perfectly into her lap. And then she goes into a ball pit. Arnold chases her through the jungle gym and then into the ball pit. And then that's where you said she put the ball in her mouth and then he can't get the ball. (laughs) Right. Uh, So then all the moms beat up this giant man for inappropriately touching their child, I guess. Uh, Another, Uh, another, another crime. So go ahead. Yeah. All right. So we, (laughs) we got another, we had a crime tally assaulting a child. (laughs) And um, also Sinbad maced, Arnold, that's a crime. You can't be that, just randomly macing people. Right, that's a big crime right. There, uh, um, people bull rushing the department store because that's yeah. the reason that the Super Bowls got popped up into the air is because the people just went and just bum rushed the guy. So I guess that I could do be- like I do like the clerk saying, "Screw it, we're not like risking our lives for this. Everyone go get everyone get it for yourselves." <laughs> and after Arnold runs away from getting beat up by the the wives and the moms of these kids. Santa Claus, a.k.a. Jim Belushi, says, hey, you looking for a Turbo Man doll? And his elf is Mickey from Seinfeld. Yep. And they are telling him, we got a, you know, we got a, we got a little, little underground thing going. <laughs> and Arnold, really without any question, goes with it because Mickey shows him, the elf, a picture of him holding the newspaper, holding the Turbo Man doll, saying this was this morning. <laughs> like, this is the proof of that they have the doll. Like, that doesn't just scream shady right there. Hey, like, he's desperate. He needs this. He's got to get I, his kid to love him again. He's desperate. <laughs> I know. But at the, okay, so let me ask you you're a dad. Would you have fallen for this? No. Okay, but thank you. <laughs> I would have <laughs> like, done everything else. Everything else Arnold's done so far, I would have done. So I can't fall oh, too so much. So you would have committed four crimes already? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Reese, this isn't like. Anything close to this. So, Reese, I don't know if you're aware of this. Right now, Nintendo Switches are impossible to find. They are, yes. Uh, my sister PS5s. texted me. Yeah. PS5s obviously are more hard to find, but stores are getting shipments of PS5s in randomly. They're not getting Switches. They're all on back order. So you can order one now, but you're not going to get it until December 31st. Correct. So my sister texted me uh, a couple weeks ago saying, hey, I'm thinking of getting um, Carver, who's my nephew, who's eight, a Switch. I go, well, good luck finding one. She goes, they're really hard to find. I go, Yeah. She goes, oh, man, 
I go, well, if I see one random, I'll buy it for you. She goes, okay. So I'm on Target.com, and it says a store a couple towns over has one, but it says limited stocks. They won't let me pick it up in store. Mm-hmm. Or they won't let me do the add to cart. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to drive up there. So I drive up there, and as I'm driving up there and I pull up to the Target, I'm walking in, and like, there's this kid, and him and I are taking the same path. Not a kid. He's probably my age. Taking the same path towards like the electronics store. I'm like, I wonder if this guy's trying to get a switch too. So of course I'm power walking in front of him, <laughs> and I and I do, and I stand in front of the case, and like, there's sure enough, there's one in there. So he's kind of like circling because I'm like trying to pretend like I'm not like looking for it, right? And then I kind of like wave someone down, and they got it for me. And after I left, I saw him go by and look. So I'm like, yeah, I got one. I got the switch. So my nephew's <laughs> going to be pumped. He's got a switch for Christmas. I got. I luckily found one for him. But this is a couple of weeks ago. But I, same type of thing. I'll, I'll go above and beyond to make a kid's Christmas magical. If it means okay. switch, whatever it is. Okay. But yeah, you haven't committed four crimes. You just walked a different path, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, th- hey, if it would have came down to it, I would have raised my voice and said, no, no, this is my switch, young man. <laughs> Oh, Steve, you crack me up. This is all right. This is why Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast is one of my favorites. And this is why I wasn't that worried about you never seeing the movie before because on our show, I always like to detour of like, where were you when this happened? Or it's fun to take a like, kind of remember stuff that happened before and, mm-hmm. and share stories and, and things you haven't heard before. Like, I'm so glad you shared the story of Scott peeing into a hotel room tree as much as he might. I don't like to be sharing that. So. <laughs> Hey, he shared it on Drunk Wrestling History. Now, he might have been drunk when yeah. he said that on Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, I do want to point out is there, I remember we would go shopping on Black Friday okay. and we always hit up this mall. It's called uh, Stone Ridge Mall. It's out in Pleasanton, California. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And they would, uh, every Black Friday, KB Toys would always have the longest lines. They would be down and wrapped around because people were trying to get the hottest toy mm-hmm. that was supposed to be there or they were having some insane deal. Yeah. So KB toys always had the longest line on black Fridays at this mall. Now it was funny because my mom wouldn't go to any other mall. We had to make the 25 minute trek out to Pleasanton. Was and, this like the 5 a.m. opening like doorbuster yes. type of day? Okay. Yep, exactly. And people, mall walkers at 5 a.m. <laughs> were being yeah. disrupted by, <laughs> by uh, the KB toys line. But KB Toys always had the longest line. And it always surprised me too because it was a toy store. And then I was like, oh yeah, toys are huge right now. Yeah. Now it's now it's electronics, switches, PS5s, stuff like that. I've said PS5 a lot, but that I'm I'm witnessing right now how big PS5s are. People like line you are yeah, I guess I'm I guess now that I think about it, I'm seeing that too. My buddy just texted me about the PS5 because he he got two recently. He <laughs> kept one for himself and sold the other one. He was telling me, I'm like, how'd you get one? He goes, Well, how it's working is they're randomly just showing up on bestbuy.com, walmart.com, whatever. Yep. And then you you buy it. And if you get it, you get it. And he goes, they're gone in like 30 seconds. He goes, mm-hmm. I got lucky. I got, he's like, put two and they both, they, they delivered. And I guess what's been happening is people are going on the website and it's Walmart is showing like, oh, you have 10 or whatever. We have 10 in stock and they're all yep. gone. And yep. people are like showing up, like yelling, like, no, you're they're in the back. You're just holding them out for me. So yep. Walmart stopped putting them on their website too. So people are still nuts. It's just different things. You know, as much <laughs> as we're teasing this movie, people are doing stuff like this. They're Mason well, I, people. They're they're going in shady 
shitty uh, deals with Jim Belushi. It's happening. <laughs> uh, before we jump back into the movie, I don't know if you've seen, but on Pop Finder, they have a disclaimer right now in a big yellow writing that says, please be nice to employees. And it's because no, people, I haven't seen so that. So it's because people are seeing that PlayStation 5s or G.I. Joe's, <laughs> that's a yeah. whole different story, but they're showing that they're in their store and mm-hmm. they're going down and just berating these poor Target employees. Man, and it's getting, it's brutal. But so anyways, PopFinder had to put a disclaimer up saying, please be nice to employees, which I want to reiterate, please be nice to employees. <laughs> yeah. Or, do, or go, if you're going to ask someone to go in the back, like, go at like an off hour. Go like first thing in the morning when no one's right. there type yep. of thing, you know, and the people are bored anyway, they'll help you out. And yeah, that's funny that people are being jerks, but I guess that's to be expected. You know, everyone's, yeah. everyone's over it. Everyone's over being nice to people. <laughs> people over they're, they're also over 2020. So that's a whole different yeah. story. There was a t-shirt I bought for my two daughters at Target the other day. And it just says 2021 best year ever. I'm like, I'm buying this because it can't be worse than this year. So let's just assume it's going to be the best year ever. It's just, in comparison, right? It'll be the best year ever. Okay. So where were we? Oh, yeah. Where were we? We were now Arnold has agreed to go um, with these fake Santa Claus and the little elf to, it's basically a warehouse, like a sketchy a, warehouse. Yes. And here's the funny part. So now, it's already sketch as it is. Like he's showing him a newspaper clipping of him holding the toy. So right. that's already sketch as it is. But then the next scene is them driving to the yeah, warehouse. In Arnold's like, car. In Arnold's car. Like, okay, so one, you just fell for this quote unquote, what could be a scam. And two, now these two lunatics are in your car. All maybe right. That, well, maybe that's where we go back to being a 275 pound jacked up Austrian. He's not afraid of this, <laughs> this overweight fat guy and this little person. He's not too worried. Maybe that's it. Right. Um, and so they get in this creepy warehouse and it's literally just a, a factory of people dressed up as Santa Clauses. And the idea, as far as I can tell, is mall Santas have decided to come together to form a crime syndicate to sell toys on the black market and uh, and scam people like young Arnold here. They get the doll. They show it to him. How, how much he charge him for it? Three hundred. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars yep. cash. He gets it to him. Arnold pulls it out of uh, little Mickey's hand. It turns out it's it's in Spanish. Then he opens it up. It breaks. It's clearly a bootleg. Arnold demands <laughs> his money back. Says no refunds. And then a big brawl happens where Arnold beats up all the Santas and the elves until our favorite uh, giant, the Big Show, Paul White, shows up as a Santa and says, I'm going to deck your halls, bub. <laughs> you know, I want to say that Big Show has always been one of those underrated actors. Like you don't yeah. expect, you don't expect much out of him, but he always does good. Even though his show has already been canceled, the Big Show mm-hmm. show, it was still, it was campy and it was, you thought Big Show did a good job on it. You know, it wasn't like you weren't expecting, you know, Emmy or Oscar or whatever it was, but at the same time, they're like, okay, he's a good actor. He does a good job whenever he goes into an acting role. Have you ever met the Big Show? Yes. You got any fun I, story about meeting I, him? I, I do. Let's hear it. WrestleMania 31 weekend, uh, Big Show was doing a free signing at the Superstore. Mm-hmm. And so it's at the San Jose Convention Center. And so we're we're waiting for the Big Show. And I have my Elite, uh, what was it, Elite? Series 10, I think it was. It's the one where he's holding both tag belts at the time. The okay. raw tag belt. Okay. 
So we're sitting in line and this really nice couple in front of us has this uh, adorable daughter. She just has a great personality. She's talking to everybody. She's just making friends in line because, mm-hmm. you know, you know, those superstore signings, those lines get to be, you have to line up like three or four hours ahead of time just to meet. Because, and, and because they're free too. That's the other big Correct. thing. Correct. That's the big thing. So anyways, we're waiting in the line and she's, she's just being adorable and just running up to people and showing her Sasha Banks bracelets and just anyways. So we make friends with the uh, husband and wife. We're talking to them. And so Big Show shows up. We stand up. We're getting through the line. We get up to where Big Show is and he's to our right because the line is to the left. And so you can Mm -hmm. see Big Show. The husband and wife go up and they go and get the picture. The little girl goes up by herself. And Big Show is just, uh, he's smitten with her. He's like, this is the cutest little girl, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And she, she's being friendly with him. And so they take the picture. But when he they take the picture, the Big Show holds her hand. So Celeste and I are up next. How do you we, follow that? <laughs> yeah, right? So I get up there. I put the figure down. And we lean in for the, we're about to lean in for the picture. And I look over at the Big Show and joking around, I go, don't worry, show. You don't have to hold my hand. <laughs> Big Show deadpan looks at me, yeah. goes, oh, don't worry. I wasn't going to. Like, very serious, straight face. Like, I was like, oh, crap. That was just yeah. a joke, dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we're standing in front of the table, Celeste and I are. Big Show is sitting down behind us. We lean in for the picture. The Big Show slides his hand on top of mine. <laughs> The photographer takes the picture, and in the picture, you can see me and Big Show laughing our asses off. <laughs> and so I turn around, and I'm I'm dying laughing. Celeste is like, what are you guys laughing about? And so Big Show looks up at her, and he goes, I held his hand, and it was totally weird. It was so weird. And so we're still – all three of us are just dying laughing. So anyways, but it was funny because I was never really the biggest Big Show fan. Mm-hmm. Until that moment, I was the biggest Big Show fan. I love awesome. the Big Show. I look forward to when he came on on Raw or pay-per-views. I love the Big Show. <laughs> that's awesome. So, that's why anyway. you, that's where you're such a big fan of him in this film, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> he did his role. I remember when, so this was 96. He was still in WCW at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when this movie came out, I saw him, like, I had to, like, triple take him. Like, whoa, whoa, is that the giant from WCW? Like, I like, and then I looked it up, you know, waiting for the credits. I'm like, who the hell's Paul White? Like, what is, I don't know who this guy is, you know? And then this internet's a little hard to come by, so I eventually figured it out and, you know, when you're a kid and you see a wrestler, like you're like, this is amazing. Like a wrestler showing up, like when Vader was on Boy Meets World or, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever King Kong Bundy on Married with Children. Like whenever yep. there was like a wrestling appearance, you're like, yes, I'm in for this. Whenever there was a crossover, you were just like, holy crap! You know, hey Bundy, you know, you, you got excited. You're like, yes, you know, this is yeah, kind of cool. I mean, now it's a little different because wrestlers are more mainstream. Like John Cena is a big act, a big actor, and you know WWE films, and, and there's guest spots all the time. But like when you're a kid. It, it blew your mind. So yep. uh, then after the big brawl ensues, a raid comes in. The police come in. The local police come in to raid this. And I love this. This is stupid, but I loved it. Arnold's <laughs> like against the table when this big raid's happening. He looks down and sees a kid's police set, pulls it up, and he goes, Detective Coward Lang, FBI. He like shows me <laughs> flashing the badge and like claims like this was he's like you know i was i've been working this for months you come in a bunch of ter- he calls them terrorists but he says he says tourists at a tea party 
so according to Arnold, he flashes this fake badge. So this is a, this is a felony, by the way. We're at oh, now correct. we're in felony person, territory. Uh, yeah, now we're in felony territory, past crime. So <laughs> he fa- he flashes this fake police badge. Now here's the best part: is these co- fake cops who just raided the Santa thing. Yeah. Never questioned him about, hey, okay, wait, which which uh, precinct are you from, or what yeah. what what, is, what are you working on? They never questioned. They just all of a sudden like got scared straight and stood up straight, and Arnold walked off like nothing ever happened. Yeah, and then as he's walking out, he goes, yeah, that's right, lock him up, but he flashes his little fake badge. I'm like, good for you, Arnold. Uh, and then, is this where he goes out and sees his car's been stripped, or is that after the diner? That was no that. Oh, uh, no, because he had a gas can. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was after the diner. Okay. So he, you know, he's kind of exhausted at this point. He goes to the diner to make a phone call because cell phones aren't as, they're around 96, but not like crazy popular. Makes a phone call to the house. Uh, Jamie answers his son, young Anakin Skywalker. And (laughs) he's kind of saying, Jamie, get your mother, Jamie, get your mother type of thing. Because before this, when they're outside, Jamie's upset because uh, Howard, or not, yeah, Howard, not Howard, uh, Ted, uh, Phil Hartman, is looking at Christmas carolers. He puts his arm around uh, Tom Hanks's wife, aka Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, using a lot of pronouns here and for description <laughs> for people, which is fine. But uh, Phil Hartman's son tells Jamie, young Jamie, uh, "Yo, my dad wasn't this cool until my parents get divorced. Maybe your parents should get divorced." Like, what kind of a dick thing is to say that <laughs> to a kid? But he's like he's like bragging about his parents being divorced. Like that wasn't yeah. back in our day. That wasn't a big thing. Like if your parents were divorced, sometimes you were looked down upon. At least out here, back in the eighties. Yeah, it is too. Like, and it's funny too. Like all of like my group of friends. Like now, like, no, like a lot of us, um, our parents aren't divorced, but mm-hmm. a lot of people I grew up with, like the, that are my age now, they're divorced. So it's just like it's just a different thing it's like a different time yeah um people st- people hated each other and stayed together back in the day i guess that's what <laughs> <Yeah>. they did <laughs> yeah or just pushed but, through but that was a big thing back in the 80s but yep. what's funny is is he flipped the script and was like yeah my parents are divorced <laughs> yeah <laughs> was right like, he, was very, he was very uh excited about it <laughs> but i think pumped. but it's kind of funny if you think about the psychology of that he think he is seeing his dad in a happier place mm-hmm. yeah, and he's reaping the rewards of his dad being in a better place being divorced yeah. i guess i guess phil hartman's happy that's the way he came off well, in the movie he's trying i mean he's trying to hook up with rita wilson tom makes his wife right. so exactly so it seems like he's pretty happy but he's seeing his dad happy so it's kind of a psychology thing if you think about it that he's stoked about it as fun as uh as phil hartman was in this movie I mean, I think Tom Hanks would have been amazing as the rival to Arnold in this movie as well. That would have been funny. <laughs> Good point. So Arnold calls home to come clean, saying, like, look, I don't have the doll. Like, I'm just coming home. He was ready to call it quits. And then he calls Jamie, ends up yelling at him, saying, get your mom. Because he's pissed off. He's in a bad mood. Jamie calls him out. His kid's saying, you know, you never keep your promises. Basically tell him you're a dick dad type of thing. And in my head, I'm like, look, kid, your dad works hard for you. You probably go to a private school. You get karate <laughs> classes. Look at all the, you have, his room here is like a custom, uh, like Captain America painting up there. Remember that yeah, earlier? Yeah, it was like a mural. Yeah, like this kid's got a nice house. Like, back off, kid. Like, this shit ain't free. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so was the diner before that part or was it after that part? No, he calls in the diner. So he, he calls in the diner. That's where he uses the payphone. So then he looks over and sees Sinbad sitting down. And that's oh. where him and Arnold kind of like 
talk okay. again. So I thought the uh, I thought he used the payphone to make the phone call to the radio station. He does. He does. Okay. Does both. Okay. Okay. So Arnold, and this is where Arnold and Sinbad are talking, and they both kind of have a heart to heart. Where like Sinbad's like, "Look, man," he was like, "I just wanted to do this for my kid because my dad never gave me the awesome Christmas present I wanted when I was a kid. Like he let me down." And Arnold has kind of the flashback, and he sees, um his kid as the post office man, the future saying, here's to you, dad, drinking, you know, whatever out of a flask. And the diner on the radio has the, whatever local DJ saying, oh, we have a turbo band to give away. Just call in with the name of Santa's reindeer. So they both run up to the phone, fight each other over it. The phone breaks. That's when the owner of the diner says, hey, the radio station is just down the street. So they run. <laughs> and again, this is where Arnold gets to show off his fitness mm-hmm. by running down the street and basically beating him to the radio station. He goes up there, yells, I, I won, I won, I won. Sinbad shows up saying, oh yeah, well I have a bomb, saying he has a bomb in the mail. Because in the <laughs> 90s, don't you remember, this was like a thing, like bombs in the mail. Remember yes. that? By the way, this is another felony. I'm just pointing that out. Oh, the bomb? The threatening yeah. to have a bomb? A threatening <laughs> yes. to have a bomb, yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out it's not a bomb. And then the DJ tells them both, uh, we don't have a doll here in the studio. It's a gift certificate. <laughs> and For, also the, the cops have been called at this point as well. So yes. finally the police have showed up after all these felonies. The police have finally showed up. And when the police show up, it's the uh, cop that Arnold yep. keeps running into again throughout the movie. Yeah, the motorcycle cop. We we missed it. We, didn't, we kind of skipped over earlier where he backed up over his motorcycle earlier, Man. right? Man, what is it with Arnold and getting into fight with cops? Remember Terminator 2? Remember that? Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and then in, uh, I just watched Total Recall. He's fighting all sorts of authorities in that movie. <laughs> I wanted a big Arnold kick a while back where I was watching a bunch of his movies and kind of like ranking them. And Total Recall is pretty good, but T2 is still the best. Like that movie's still fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. So good. It still holds up. Still holds up. And Predator's pretty good, but it gets kind of goofy near the end. But yeah, it's it, another movie with a wrestler with Jesse Ventura in it, who has yep. an epic death in that movie, too. Underrated movie, by the way, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. Um, Kindergarten Cop, a movie that gets surprisingly violent the last 10 minutes. There's a shootout at the end. Remember? Oh, that's right. And the guy gets shot in the chest, like in the <laughs> school, like surprisingly <laughs> violent. You know, Arnold's like, I'm going to do this family movie, but I got to kill somebody or I'm not in <laughs> here. Okay, and huh? here parents were afraid of Grand Theft Auto back in the day. And <laughs> GTA, man. And here I hear Arnold and kindergarten cop. <laughs> but it's a family movie. Yeah, This is a family movie, too. As we talked about, there's a lot of violence. So the cop shows up after threatening um, the cop show up and the Sinbad character, the mailman again, says his name is Byron, by the way, says he does the fake bit with the bomb again, saying, I have a bomb, back up, back up. And they, Arnold and Sinbad escape. But then the cop kind of says, oh, this is a fake package. They're opens it fake. up. Turns it out, it's really a bomb. And the bomb blows <laughs> up in his hand. And my favorite thing is Sinbad's running. He goes, that was really a bomb? Man, this is a sick world we're living in with some sick people in it. <laughs> but what I like is, is kind of that... Um, cartoonish when the bomb goes off he's got the uh the, the dust or the bomb yeah like residue. the wily coyote like the yeah 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 exactly it face. turns yep. into a cartoon and it's just the the bomb exploded in his face and it's got the uh 
the residue and the dust all over him and yeah. stuff like in that. In reality, his, his hands would have been blown off. Oh, his face would have been blown off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been Two-Faced from Batman. <laughs> yeah. So Arnold ends up taking a cab home, and then this is where he sees his car has been stripped. Um, yes. All, yeah. People stole his wheels, all that stuff. Takes a cab home. He pulls up and looks in the window, and there's Phil Hartman putting his star on his tree. Yes. So in order to get revenge, Arnold decides, I'm going to break into his house and steal <laughs> the Turbo Man meant for his son. Like, what the hell? By the way, another felony or In crime. fairness to Arnold, he does have an immediate regret, puts it back, tries to put it back, accidentally starts a fire in the house. So people come over and see it because he kicks out, uh, I forget what catches on fire, one of the three wise men or something from the nativity scene. Right. Catches on fire. Well, the other thing is, is they there was carolers out front mm-hmm. that are singing, and then the fire breaks out while the carolers are singing, and they freak out. Yeah. And so Rita Wilson and Phil Hartman are standing out front, and they see Arnold in there with the action figure already wrapped. Yeah, and they come in there, and like he's like, "What are you doing in this house?" And he goes, "What's that in your hand?" And then Phil, Hartman, "That's Johnny's Turbo Man." <laughs> so they accuse him of stealing it, and you know he he has like a bit of a meltdown and. He he was just a dick. He's like, I know I was a dick. I get it. And Phil Hartman and Rita Wilson and the two kids are going to go to the Wintertainment Parade to see Turbo Man without Arnold Schwarzenegger. So can I stop right here? So we're about three quarters of the way through the movie, just a little yep. over three quarters. Does this feel like the longest day ever? Like it never goes from morning to nighttime. It's like sun up and sun up. <laughs> it never it well. Never gets- he does get to the stores when they open at nine o'clock, right? So you got to figure he's at. Yeah, you're right though, because this is at least this is at least got to be it's at least got to be four o'clock right now. <laughs> Daylight savings <laughs> and, time. It's getting dark. You would think. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so he gets to the store. Say like it opens at nine a.m. It's light out when he leaves. Mm-hmm. He's at the diner. It's still light out. He's now at the house he's tried breaking or he's broken into the house ready to take the toy then he has his guilty conscience comes over that all happens by the way he also punches a reindeer that reindeer at the beginning yep, that we the were reindeer because he because he, he tries to charge at him after everyone sees this terrible thing he did trying to steal a kid's christmas toy he right. punches the reindeer in the animal cruelty man you know <laughs> you kind of ruined this movie for me for how much i liked it i'm like thinking how many crimes these people are committing you're welcome um <laughs> My I other, still love th- it. so the other thing is, so when the reindeer falls to the ground after Arnold gives him a right cross, yep, does the reindeer say "ow"? He goes Rrr, or something. It almost sounded like he said "ow." When well, he later looked- Arnold does give him some beer. Is like, I'm sorry. They're drinking a six pack <laughs> out front of the clubhouse, uh, Jamie's clubhouse, and he gives he, him some beer. Yeah, so they're sitting out back. And he's sitting in front of the shed and the reindeer is just slopping out of this uh, trough or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's got slobber coming all down. The reindeer, I should say, has slobber. Not Arnold. (laughs) Yeah, Arnold too. (laughs) Reindeer has slobber coming all down his face. And and Arnold's now feeding him beer and you can tell he's starting to get, the reindeer's starting to get drunk. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, animal cruelty. (laughs) Like, when they're making this script, they're like, you know what? This needs some animal drunk parts here. Like, this didn't need to be in the movie at all. But it's okay. We're talking about it here. But he has a a, uh, come to Jeebus meeting with the reindeer who doesn't talk back. But he has this come to Jeebus meeting. 
and he, all of a sudden now he's like, okay, now I need to go to this parade, parade. that yep. is in the middle of the day, also still daylight. <laughs> yeah, in downtown Indianapolis, he drives down there, and before then we see uh, Phil Hartman making his big move on Rita Wilson, on Tom Hanks' wife. You know, yes. and she's pushed because the kids. She tells he tells the kids to go get like a, a good spot up front. You know, for the parade. As they're parking the car, he makes his move. Rita Wilson whacks him in the head with a thing of eggnog and says, no way. Sorry, buddy. Not for me. Meanwhile, Arnold runs back into that cop who saw him earlier, who the cop hand blew up. So Arnold's obviously running from him. Ends up backstage at the parade. They mistakenly think he's the guy to play Turbo Man in the parade because, again, this is where him being a giant man comes into play. They shove the suit on him before anything goes. And they tell him, oh, by the way, the accident last week, total mistake. He started to show brain activity again. That's a really good sign. <laughs> so whatever happened to the last guy with the jetpack, it must have exploded. The parade starts and he re- Arnold realizes, oh, my God, I'm now Turbo Man. So it's come full circle from the start of the movie to now we see a real-life Turbo Man. And he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the parade. And uh, he's kind of looking around, saluting people. He's happy. And part of the big giveaway is a special edition Turbo Man doll. Oh, so, no. so, so him and Booster are on the float. Yep. And actually, Booster was played by Booger from Revenge yes. of the Nerds, which yes, was I awesome. Loved it. Which yes. I thought that I popped for that one. So he's now Turbo Man. They're on the mm-hmm. float. Booster is like, hey, wave. And yeah. Arnold's like, oh, yeah, I got to wave. Yep. <laughs> so, he's, so they start waving. He gets the Turbo Man. They the make parade the, just stops, right? Like, correct. Coincidentally, in front of where Jamie is, and they said, "Oh, now Turbo Man." They, there's announcers, by the way. When we say they, the announcers now say, "Now Turbo Man's going to pick a special kid to win this toy." So he points and says, "Jamie," because his mic turned. Now he's got the Madonna like headset mic thing going. <laughs> Calls him out. Jamie comes running up there, and as part of the skit, the Demon Team comes out, and Arnold doesn't know the choreography, uh-huh. and also on like a side shot they do the Dementor character as part of the parade spot to come down. But somehow Sinbad gets involved, beats him up, steals his costume, and he goes onto the float. So another crime, Sinbad just assaulted somebody <laughs> and it came down to the float and goes to steal the Turbo Man doll. So, um, so the, so they come down and they're actually telling him, hey, don't you remember what we rehearsed? The choreography. Yeah, like, yeah, like the wrestling. Chore- the, it's like the wrestling. They, calling the they, spots. They, exactly. That's what I was writing down. I was like, they were basically calling their spots. They're like, hey, don't you remember the choreography? Yep. And I'm like, they're calling their spots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a big big chase scene involved where Dementor, a.k.a. Uh, Byron, a.k.a. Sinbad, runs after Jamie. Jamie, for some reason, decides to climb up a giant christmas decoration scaffold yeah something like that meanwhile arnold uses as a real life jetpack starts <laughs> flying around the city um which is a little ridiculous but we're in fantasy movie land we're suspending disbelief we're okay with it until he goes 100 miles an hour down and lands head first out of the concrete he's completely fine no big deal <laughs> See that's see that's like football players back in the day when they used to play through concussions. Arnold yeah. was playing through a concussion. That's all it is. Naturally, uh, and then well, another thing: how does Jamie not know that this is Arn- his dad? So that's what I, another thing I wanted to bring up. So he's like Jamie. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he knows yelling. my name. <laughs> he's like he knows my name. So he walks up there, and there's nothing really to tell 
like you can see through the mask that it's it's his it's, a, dick. it's like a it's, I'm trying to think of like what, how to compare it. It's like I said, not, not even a full Iron Man mask. It's like a half face type of thing. And it's it the top like, of his head. Who's the X Men character that has Cyclops? The, is it Cyclops? He has the big helmet. He's got the purple and black cape. Oh, I don't know. This isn't oh. an X Men podcast. Oh, yeah, anyway. right, right, yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott would be like, "Oh yeah, it's that dude." Anyways, <laughs> um, but his mask has like this little half shield that comes down to around his upper lip, mm-hmm. and yeah. he has that, like you said, McDonald's microphone, and so you can clearly see the face. You can see that it's Arnold. Yeah, and so. The way he talks, he goes, Jamie. Yeah, so it's like, okay. It's clearly my that's, dad. Like any kid should be like, man, that sounds like dad. <laughs> how, many, how many giant Austrian guys are there in this town? <laughs> is, is there are multiple of them. Maybe there's like a bunch of, maybe there's a community we're not aware of. Maybe there's right. a big community in Minneapolis we're not aware of, in the Twin Cities we're not aware of. So there's a big chase scene. Um, there's a part where Sinbad almost murders young Jamie yes. when the Christmas tree falls over. He steals the doll. <laughs> Uh, Jamie slips out. Turbo Man, aka Arnold, saves him with a jetpack, saves the day, and then Sinbad falls into like a giant present, I guess, which breaks his fall. With the doll, the cops come and arrest him. And the near, this is kind of the big heartfelt emotion ending of the movie. Uh, he, Turbo Man, Arnold brings Jamie back to Tom Hanks' wife, and she said, Jamie says, "Oh wow, this was great. I just wish Dad could have been here." Again, not realizing his dad's right in front of him. Right. And Arnold says to him, oh, you're his all-time favorite person. Your dad's all-time favorite person. I know this because I'm your father. He takes off his helmet. And I was like, oh, my God, it's, you know, Howard from down the street. Uh, at this point, Phil Hartman shows up a little disheveled, covered in eggnog. His kid says, Dad, you smell like barf because he'd gotten beat up by Rita Wilson. And Sinbad is getting arrested. And in a nice heartfelt moment, Jamie gives Sinbad the Turbo Man doll to give to his son. Now, I don't know how Sinbad's going to get it to his son, considering he'll be in jail, but it was very nice of him to to give to him to give to his son. So can we also mention that we never once see Sinbad's son? So my Maybe he's going to sell it. <laughs> so my thing is, is he is actually a collector. He's and, a collector. <laughs> and he is actually thinking that if I play the sun card, maybe somebody will be kind enough to give me the Turbo Man action figure. But I think he is the collector and he's looking okay. for a mint on box. He doesn't want to uh <laughs> he doesn't want to ruin the packaging. Well, he's got it. He this is this one's not mint on box, but it is a special edition one. This is a one of one. Correct. Tur- Correct. Turbo Man that he got there. And they it goes off, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Everyone mm-hmm. lives happily ever after. Everybody's happy. Jamie's happy. He's got the real Turbo Man at home. Rita Wilson's, it seems she's turned on by her husband dressed up like this. <laughs> now, now do we think after Christmas, is, is Arnold going to go back to work full time? Or is he, is he realized, you know, the error of his ways to spend more time with his family? We don't know yet. Maybe that's, for, I, that's a sequel. I, I think he was going to be put in jail, dude. There was like five <laughs> crimes, two felonies. That's what I was thinking, dude. <laughs> well, the cop that he was uh, fighting with the whole time throughout the movie, kept running in with, says, we could use a man like you in the first Turbo Man. So he turns around and says, oh, thanks. So that's like his, we're even now type of thing. I caught this criminal for you that blew up your hands, so we're even. Maybe. So despite blowing up his hands, 
running over his motorcycle. Uh, uh, the cop actually ran into a trailer and knocked himself unconscious <laughs> when he was chasing Arnold. Uh, he was like, yeah, we're good. Well, let's just forget about everything that you have done to me today. And let's just call it a day. <laughs> I'm guessing the answer to this is no, but did you watch through the credits? No, I didn't. There's a post credit scene. This is a Marvel post credit scene before there were Marvel post credit scenes. There was a scene. So the ends the movie ends with them finishing up decorating the tree and Tom Hanks wife goes to Arnold. She goes, I didn't even ask her, what'd you get for me? And he looks at the camera again, like, Ooh, like I forgot to get you a Christmas <laughs> present type of thing. So right. that's the, that's the cliffhanger for you as well. So he's going to go out Christmas morning to Walgreens or something and get her uh, some batteries and some flowers and donuts or whatever else they sell at Walgreens on Christmas day. Oh, when you said batteries, I was thinking it was going to somewhere else. Anyways, go that, ahead. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. My mother-in-law doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's okay. So <laughs> she, my mother-in-law is the queen of saying things inappropriately, but not meaning to be inappropriate. Oh, yeah. And sometimes she says it like as a joke. So a couple of Christmases ago, we were over there and someone gave her an umbrella for Christmas because she really wanted an umbrella. So a small one too, not like a long like penguin umbrella, like a small like compact one, but it was wrapped up. And mm-hmm. a small wrapped up umbrella looks like, well something that would require batteries so she, before she opened she goes i hope someone bought me the batteries and like everyone just like oh that's so funny and creepy and then something like, then my sister-in-law put it on facebook that she said that she goes i'm just gonna stop talking because everything i say ends up on facebook so the batteries thing made me made me think of that funny moment that happened a few years ago at my mother-in-law's house it's good times oh i know isn't there those moments where somebody who's elderly makes those comments and like you want to start chuckling because us over here in this generation what are we generation x z Uh, i think you're generation x x no you're x yeah we find i think you're x oh uh, anyways we find something immature funny it's beavis and butthead that's we were that's what it is 100 percent. that's exactly what it is yeah, it's like you said anus. <laughs> See, <laughs> Entertain you us. Me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Entertain us. You said anus. By the way, Beavis and Butt Do America recently watched that over the summer with my buddies outside. We did like a movie night outside. Fantastic. We were cracking up. Still hilarious. Oh, it's fantastic. In fact, Beavis I've been watch I got CBS All Access and I've been watching Beavis and Butthead on there. The only okay. bad thing about that is they don't show the music videos. And that was yeah. some of the best stuff was when they would right. sit there and um like a Stone Temple pilot song would be on it and they would be riffing off of that. That was yep. some of the best stuff. So the show is still, it still holds up, but at the same time, you really miss those videos. Yeah, for sure. And I, that's how I discovered a lot of music too, was through that show. Like I yes. remember I saw like a Green Day video for the first time, like was that like on the Beavers and Butthead show. I remember that. Yep. Oh, Danzig. I, I was just starting to hear about Danzig. Mm-hmm. and I was like, who's this Danzig guy? And then I see him on Beavis and Butt. I was like, holy crap, this guy's awesome. <laughs> I forgot what show. It might have been like one of those like 90s retrospective shows on MTV or VH1, and I forgot what band it was. I think it might have even been Foo Fight. It might have been Dave Grohl talking about it. He goes, he goes I remember they had saw a Nirvana show. Like they saw like a Nirvana video, and they, they praised it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, when you were in a band, like no one will admit this, but if Beavis and Butthead thought you were cool, he's like, you were cool. He's like, I'm just telling you right now, you were cool. If they didn't rip on you, you were cool. So <laughs> like how we've been all over the place. We started out with Jingle All the Way, down to Beavis and Butthead, and everything else in between. Yes. Now that you've seen Jingle All the Way, 
Yeah. I'm glad you can you can now bring it up in conversation. So you, you've got that going for you. I guarantee you if it's on TV now, you're going to keep it on in the background. It'll be part of your, your Christmas uh, tradition, maybe, going oh, forward. I, oh, I am? <laughs> I am. Sure, why not? Why not? Uh, so, I, honestly, dude, in the 24 years since this movie has been out, I haven't really heard many people speak of this movie. Like, when I hear of people talk about their favorite Christmas movies, I hear Bad Santa. I hear... <sighs> Home Alone, yeah, Christmas it's Story. Not, it's not the Jing- top. It's yeah. like the cool. It's like the cool kids' favorite Christmas movie. It's not mainstream. It's like the uh, punk rock version. <laughs> very rare did I ever hear anybody say, "Oh, Jingle All the Way is great." You know <laughs> how old, how old, don't you have some nieces? How old are they? Uh, eleven and tw- uh, coming up on twenty. Okay, well, the eleven-year-old should definitely. The eleven-year-old would probably love it. So make sure the eleven-year-old sees it. <laughs> All right, I'll, <laughs> do it for I'm, Christmas. I'll make if Scott can turn off the office. I'll make him. Uh, I'll make him. Is that all that's on all the time? Oh, I can't believe you. you're the guy that doesn't like the office. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Nah. That's okay. I mean, listen, we all make terrible choices and make wrong decisions. <laughs> hey, you you should know how much uh, I enjoy podcasting with you because yep. last night I turned off Big Mouth on Netflix. Uh huh. Just to watch. Jingle all the way. So you should know how Listen, important. This was you, way more fun than whatever Big Mouth episode of Netflix was going to be. This is more fun. Don't 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 at me on that one. Do not. <laughs> what, when you get off the when we get off the show, you got to watch the trailer for it. Have you heard of the movie it's called Fat Man? It just came out. No. So it is this. It's a ridiculous story. Mel Gibson plays Santa retired, but the United States Army hires him and to use his technology to fight a war. <laughs> it is a black comedy looks amazing, like a badass Santa played by Mel Gibson kicking ass and shooting people. So, okay, sounds sounds right up your alley. Maybe we'll, it's called <laughs> Fat Man. It just came out like on demand, I think Tuesday. So Netflix, Google the trailer Hulu? when we're done with this. Netflix, uh, Hulu? it's not on that yet. No, it's just it's just on demand. Okay. So you have to pay for it. It's not on uh, streaming services just yet. So you do have to rent. It's like a rental, whatever it is. But check it out. Okay. Uh, or not. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Animaniacs and Big Mouth and also Forensic Files have been my go-to lately. And well, cuz now f- it's football season so, and the Bills yeah. are doing good, so I'm all in on football season, but at the same time, uh when football games are not on, it's either Animaniacs, Forensic Files or Big Mouth. I just recently rewatched Friday Night Lights the series, um which Excellent is amazing. Series. Yeah, it, it it was better the second time around except for that goofy second season with the murder thing that was dumb but other than that remember that how dumb that was it's worth yeah. a rewatch if you have peacock if you have comcast you should have peacock for free it's on there so if you want to have something on the background i i recommend it and uh, i recently just watched first man which is uh, the neil armstrong story Ooh. and the guy that played eric taylor coach eric taylor is in that movie and oh. every time i see him i'm like dude you're eric taylor you're coach taylor like how you're talking right now you want to go like motivate some football players <laughs> isn't it funny how certain people get tight casted for example i was watching a docu documentary an yeah. unauthorized documentary lifetime documentary on mm-hmm. uh saved by the bell and yeah, they yeah. were ta- they were talking about how screech couldn't get any other acting work because he was screech right and I mean, that's actually true his, dustin diamond's his name right yeah he's yep. screech like that's his name yeah yeah exactly he can't uh, you know when he comes on the screen he's gonna be Dustin Diamond, or sorry, he's going to be Screech. That's all people are going to see. Well, that's why he was on the new class for so long. We'll have to have uh, Chad Horror Movie Barbecue on sometime, or um, Chris <laughs> and Figures Toy. They're the 
Saved by the oh. Bell gurus, as oh, far as we talk. know. Your podcast will go four hours, dude. I, I kid you not. Just Saved by the Bell talk. All right. <laughs> so we, we finished, we're going to, we're finishing up with the movie talk. Let's wrap up with a couple of questions for you. Yes. What are some of the favorite Christmas wrestling gifts you've either received or given over the years? Like, is there any that stand out like, oh, I got this LGN or mom and dad got this nasty boys two pack or, or something like that? Is there anything that stands out for you? So, you know, what's funny is about eight years ago, uh, nine, eight years ago, um, I didn't know what to get Scott for Christmas. I was trying to figure it out and I was racking my brain. And I started thinking, I was like, you know what would be cool? If I could email Kevin Steen, who is now Kevin Owens, yeah. and, and see if he has any weird wrestling items laying around his house that he would be willing to part with. And so sure enough, I kid you not, I found Kevin Steen's email, mm-hmm. which was like basically Kevin Steen at gmail.com or something. Yeah. It was like, it was basically all like his booking info, you know, if you want to book me, blah, blah, blah. And so I emailed him. Sure enough, the next morning I got an email back from Kevin Steen and he goes, Hey, I just want you to let you know that I got your email and I'm going to look in my closet to see what I have, but be expecting another email from me later on today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Okay, that's cool that he just even responded, right? Sure. So I didn't know what he was going to come up with. So he messages me back and he goes, okay, so I have the t-shirt I wore against El Generico at Final Battle 2010. Mm-hmm. ROH Final Battle. We all remember that feud between Generico yeah. and Steen. They're I've crazy got... ladder matches in PWG. Yeah. Oh, yep. He goes, I've got the knee brace that I wore that night. And I'll throw in a couple other things for you. And I'm like, deal. This gets Scott's Christmas out of the way. This is awesome. Perfect. I said, name your price. The crazy thing was, is he lowballed me on the price. And it was, it was more than fair for the stuff that he was willing to give up. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, dude, now I'm the worst negotiator. I said, that's, (laughs) that's way too low. I'm going to add more to it. So I PayPal'd him the money. Yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, thank you. Like, he was very appreciative. He sure. threw in a bunch of stuff, like autographed photos. Um, there weren't micro ballers at the time, obviously, but he threw in a yeah. couple of other stuff. Anyways, everything that we got in that care package from Kevin Steen was autographed by Kevin Steen. The knee brace was autographed. The T-shirt awesome. was autographed. The photos were autographed. Everything was autographed. It was great. So what we did is we took those items and we went down to a shop. And the shop actually put it in a shadow box for Scott. So that's awesome. It cost a couple dollars for the shadow box, obviously. Yeah, but the custom frame is not cheap. I everybody knows right. that. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, uh, that that to me was one of the best Christmas gifts that I've ever given, ever received. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Mom always seems to top herself each year. She makes it special each year. So I. I can't point out one thing, but mm-hmm. as far as giving something like wrestling wise, it's that that means the most. Well, just knowing you guys a little bit, I'm guessing Scott opened and just went, dude. <laughs> Is that what happened? Dude. He, did, he, he just... didn't he didn't know what to say. He was just like, What the because at the time he He's was like, How did you all... get this and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah. He was all in on independent wrestling. He's kind of faltered uh-huh. out of he's kind of fallen out of a little bit of yeah. uh, but he is all. He was all in on in ROH. He was all in on PWG. He was all in on everything. Like mm-hmm. PWG would have a five for forty DVD. He would be ordering fifteen DVDs. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But and 
but he loved Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. And that's awesome. So anyways, I got uh, just having that interaction. Here's the other cool part too. So Kevin goes, Hey, I want to, uh, are you guys going to be at wrestle reunion in 2012? And we're like, yeah, we're going to be there. He goes, Mm -hmm. come and find me. We're like, okay. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, we're walking and we see Kevin and we go, Kevin. And he goes, are you the, are you the two brothers that I was interacting with at Christmas time? We're like, yeah. He goes, stay right here. He walks off. He comes back and he has two new t-shirts for us that he had just recently started selling Mm -hmm. at his table. And he goes, these are for you guys. Thank you so much. And he gave us the two t-shirts each. So four t-shirts total. So Scott goes, hey, man, can we get a picture with you? And Kevin goes, yeah, absolutely, man. So Scott flips open his phone. (laughs) Nice. Brings up the camera and he turns and he looks at a guy and he goes, hey, can you take a picture of us and he hands the phone to the guy like just hey can you do this yeah kevin looks at scott and he goes um you might not want to ask larry zabisco to take a picture of (laughs) (laughs) scott looks up and he goes oh shit it is larry zabisco (laughs) so larry was actually cool enough and he goes i'll take the picture and so we were all kind of laughing i'll send you that picture but it's it's still amazing it's still one of my favorite pictures because Scott you, didn't even notice. You could have asked me to guess 600 people who it was that he read. Zabisco would not have been on my list. And I met Zabisco once at WrestleCon at WrestleMania 34 and that shit show that was New Orleans WrestleCon. Oh, yeah. And he was like in like a surly mood, but like mm-hmm. funny surly, like cracking jokes. He was, you know, giving shit to Rover, Rover Animal, who was next to him. And so, because I was in line for Mick Foley uh-huh. and I was kind of like interacting with him a little bit. And uh, the one kid like uh, got not, had like uh, Zabisco sign the encyclopedia, which I, a lot of people do. And at first I was like, that's kind of like annoying, like dumb. Like, why would you just get guys just to sign the encyclopedia? But when you've seen them, like ones that are almost complete like you like this is pretty badass like this is awesome good for you yeah um and like some guys like what are you gonna get bastion booger to sign if you meet him you know so or whatever it is so anyway zabisco's like and the kid was probably like 18 zabisco's like how do you even know who i am and the kid was like oh man i watch you know old stuff it's better he goes zabisco is like it's not better he goes i was better but it's not better now (laughs) so he was he was kind of giving crap but that was my like fun zabisco thing so that's awesome that you uh (laughs) larry zabisco (laughs) took a photo for you it was one of the funniest things because Kevin's reaction was like the big show was so yeah. deadpan and so serious. He goes, you might not want to ask Larry Zabisco to take the picture. It was just so dry yeah. and so hilarious at the same time. That's uh, great. It, it, but that interaction with Kevin Steen for those two months, and then he started following us on Twitter and yeah. just because he was so appreciative of me being the worst negotiator ever <laughs> and saying that's too low i'm giving you more here we go well you know i'm sure he he probably possibly could have really used the extra few bucks when you're an independent worker like that you know granted roh and pwg are relatively bigger you know promotions but i was listening to a young bucks interview uh however long a little bit ago and they were just saying like at the time 
PWG was paying 75 bucks a night for some mm-hmm. of those shows. And he goes, but you just wanted to be on it because of the exposure. Yep. So we th- we're thinking these guys, like, oh, they're huge, but they're making 75 bucks, yep. which is nothing. You know, it's, yep. cr- it's gas money basically to get there and back. So mm-hmm. I don't, as far as like Christmas gifts for me that I've given or received, I've, I've, made, I've talked about on our show before, like one year my mom uh, got me a bunch, like kind of surprised me because this was 97, the Bone Cruncher era. <laughs> I was kind of like wanting them really bad because – Granted, I know you don't like bone crunchers, but you're 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 softening on them. I can tell. They they're mm-hmm. they Putting were words in my mouth. Listen, listen. They're better than <laughs> better than those bendums that that's all we had for years after Hasbro's. Hey, 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 hey. Bendums are <laughs> the drizzling shits. No, I'm just joking. They're 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 fun too. I like them. I like the one two three kid bendums. My favorite one. Um, anyway. Or the Lex Luger one with his ridiculous smile. Also a great bendum. <laughs> his big his big teeth. Uh, but anyway. I really wanted those bone crunchers. I wanted a stone cold really bad. I wanted, I wanted all the heart foundations best 97 because they came with the vests. Mm-hmm. And I kind of told my mom, like, and she was like, you're getting too old for toys for Christmas type of thing. But I opened them up and I'm sure that year I got like all like a whole series of them. So it was like a big <laughs> surprise. She like, you know, she kayfabe me brother and said, no, you're not going to get them. And I got them. And that was kind of a special thing. And there's somewhere around my basement or, or my dad's basement there is a home video cassette of me filming like the figures displayed in my room. Cause mm-hmm. I remember after Christmas, after my dad filmed this all opening, I took the camera, went into my sister's room and like filmed them with their toys. And my sister got like a stereo that year. So we we're kind of like filming it all. So it's, it's somewhere and I got to find it. And if I do find it, I'll post it on Twitter for everybody to see. So uh, I want everyone out there, if you've got a fun story or a fun wrestling gift-giving memory or something, think about it because I'm going to put a bat signal out for some submissions for our next show to share some of your favorite Christmas gift memories, either given or received. So start thinking of those and then tweet it to me at PPW Podcast. I'll put the official bat signal out next week uh, right before Christmas, but I want to have everyone start thinking about that because I like I love hearing stories like that. I love hearing stories of people growing up and from different backgrounds and different parts of the country, even the world and, and their experience with getting wrestling junk for Christmas <laughs> or, or whatever you celebrate. So it's always you, fun to hear that kind of stuff. I know you're podcasting with Brian Breaker here in a couple of days. Yeah. Tomorrow is the plan, I think. <laughs> so, oh, so I want you to ask him about the grip and flips that he was receiving for Christmas. Okay, I'm going to put a note right now, so don't forget. Actually, yes. I'm going to DM him as I'm talking to you. I'm just going to DM him Grip and Flip and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Grip and Flip's Christmas. We're talking about it tomorrow. Jeff okay. said so. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, 316, Jeff 316 said, talk about Grip and Flip's fool. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm messaging him now, so I don't forget it. Uh, grip and Flip, we're talking tomorrow. <laughs> he'll, right, know, right, he, well, he'll have that story ready for you. I, awesome. I'm glad we got that. So yeah, he's going to come on for our content creator series and I'm looking forward to that. It's been fun doing those because it's, it's fun again, hearing other people's perspective about stuff, just like everything we talk about here. And you and uh, Scott came on for it, which was a lot of fun because we got to do a, a three-way podcast that which was, it worked off better than I thought it would, uh, especially with us all being in different parts and combining cracks and all that. So it worked out better. So appreciate you guys coming on for that. appreciate you and, having us on. Well, I appreciate you coming on this week. This was fun. This was well, way more all over the place than I thought it was going to be, but I'm so glad it was because we got fun stories. We heard about felonies. 
We heard uh, <laughs> your favorite Christmas gifts that Kevin Steen story I've never heard, somehow I've never heard before, especially that Zabisco punchline that made it for me. <laughs> well, this we appreciate you. We appreciate you so much, Steve, that we take you to the second best taqueria in. <sighs> you and Celeste. <laughs> for those you know who this. Go ahead. You know, and you know what killed me, dude, is in all honesty, I joke around about it, but we were supposed to see you because you were supposed to be out here in yeah. November. And yep. in November, I was thinking, I was like, man, we were supposed to be seeing Steve. You know, this sucks. We could have podcasted again. I've got better equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking about all this stuff. And I was like, man, this sucks. You know, not not seeing you out here in November. Yeah, and then you were you were gonna be here in in August or September for the all in stuff, and we'll, yep. we'll get there. It, you know, it, there's a light down the tunnel. We'll get there, and then we'll all get to see each other again soon. We just gotta keep this positive interaction. That's where Twitter I know can be toxic for some people, but for me, if you I just ignore that stuff and focus on the positive, fun stuff with everybody, and we gotta keep that up. And hopefully, everyone else is doing that out there because at some point, we're all gonna be together again, hanging out, and you know joking around with each other and that that uh, second taco place joke is last year when i was in san francisco for work jeff was like hey come on over so i came over you and i go to get dinner we go to this taco place we get back celeste goes why'd you take him there You're like well i don't know she goes why'd you take him here this is like the second best place You're like i don't know i, I forgot or whatever so she's giving you crap i'm giving you crap so i always say the next time you're in chicago i'm taking you the second best taco place second best pizza place second best burger place all that just for you. <laughs> I'm getting a bunch of second round draft picks on this one. <laughs> second round draft picks. No, next whenever I'm guessing whenever we're gonna whenever there's a big Chicago show again, and we're all able to travel safely again, come out here, have you over at the house, we'll have some pizza, some beef, and my kids will bug you because that's what they do. <laughs> they bug people. <laughs> I see my dog. That's what they do. It'll be fun. <laughs> I look forward to it, man. All right, guys, if you want to follow Jeff and Scott, you can do that at Fully Posable. They are the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. And just like any other major podcast, just search Fully Posable. They'll show up in your podcast app and go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, they'll read them the show every week that they get reviews. So go ahead and do that. And the same with us. If you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be awesome because it just helps more people find the show when they're searching, whatever algorithm Apple uses to find uh, podcast it'll show up and it's so funny like i'll click on my podcast sometimes and it'll scroll down and it'll say shows you might like and it'll like say chick Foley show fully posable show I'm like huh they're right i will like those shows thank you very much apple for monitoring everything i do they're reading your minds like those ads you'll yes. think of something like or oh, you'll man talk- that creeps me out yeah right isn't it like i was talking to somebody somebody was telling me that they had plantar fasciitis in the foot Guess what pops up on my Facebook feed? <laughs> These Dr. Scholl's plantar fasciitis, whatever. Oh, I was like, Whoa, okay, come on. <laughs> in in addition to the Fully Posable podcast, check out our other podcast buddies. Uh, Justin Summer has the Wrestling Cheers podcast, and he tweeted a picture of a Turbo Man doll he has under his tree, Minton Box. So go and follow <laughs> the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Do a lot of indie wrestling talk in Ohio, which is cool, because I like podcasts that are uh, niche and stick in a a market that you don't necessarily think about. So it's it's fun to listen to. Uh, check out our friends Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor Wrestling Figure Podcast. They're running crazy contests all the time. They're talking figures, talking apparently a lot of Cleveland Browns football, like, because they're good. <laughs> I guess they're good now, so we got to hear about whatever like, type of thing. <laughs> they're nine and, I think they're 9-3 and three, if I'm not mistaken. They are. They are. I'm sure Eric is just on cloud nine after the Steelers lost 
to the oh, Redskins. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, Washington football team. Washington football team. <laughs> which, by the way, now that the Bears are in Sucksville, I'm going to jump on that Washington bandwagon just because I love the, the new name so much. Football. <laughs> I want a jersey that says football team. That's what I well, want. Well, if you think about it, Washington football team, that is a team that doesn't have – or a video game that doesn't have the license to put yeah. the name at the end. So it's <laughs> like Washington football team or yep, – you know, that's exactly like, what it is. Like back in the day, Tech Mobile, I think if I'm not mistaken, was just Buffalo. And- yeah, the first one, Tech Mobile Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they got the license. But the first one – it was weird because they had the players' licenses. So you could see their names. So, like, Walter Payton was on Team Chicago, but yep. it wasn't the Bears. Yep. So that'll kind of tie into this nice segue. Uh, the Breaker and Bane Power to check out. They have a show every week, and they have a guest every week. I mentioned Breaker's going to be on the show. Also, there's a spinoff show called the Back to the Nintendo Podcast as well, which will tie into what we were just talking about. Uh, also, check out our friends at the Our Vantage Point retro wrestling podcast they do a fun show every week they do watch alongs they're doing a look backs they're doing lists they're professional go check them out they're one of my favorite shows out there uh also check out the ringside podcast our friend daniel spencer who is a impact wrestling referee one of i think five rest referees in the world that's on television right now which is pretty crazy <laughs> when you think about it so check out the ringside podcast been friends with daniel for a while they do a fun show over there and i always forget about people so I'm sorry if I do, but yeah, it's lots of fun. Oh, that's Let's okay. List everyone's stuff. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you Google our podcast into, or if you put our podcast into Google, it'll come up with the latest episode. It's right there. You can just listen on the on your computer, just yeah. right there. Or you could go to Podbean, whatever. Listen, uh, a lot of us have iPhones now. Which, by the way, you said you were, you said the other day Celeste got a new phone. She got an app. You went to the Apple Store. Yep. Did you grow up and get an iPhone yet, or, or what are we doing here? You got the, whoa, the you have whoa. like a Sony Ericsson or something. I can't <laughs> handle the green text, by the way. I can't handle the green text. I'm almost done with you. I'm almost done with you because of the green bubbles. Is I'm that surprised Celeste t- haven't left you yet because of the green bubbles. <laughs> okay, wait. You're not the first person to say they're surprised Celeste hasn't left me, but that's, oh, for whole, that's like 90 different things. <laughs> but uh, no, she... Uh, I I enjoy my Samsung Galaxies. I really do. I love my Samsung Galaxies. I do like the iPhone 12. I was kind of messing around Ooh. with Celeste last night when she got it, and it's pretty sexy. I will say. Here's, here's the deal: once you go over, you're not you can't leave and come back. We're not gonna like we'll let you in once. When you leave, you're done. We want yeah. when the new Samsung Galaxy S15, you get attracted by that fancy new screen. <laughs> we don't want you coming back and forth. Though. I I kid I kid. I, I'll, kid stick with my, I love. I'll I'll stick with my iPod Touch. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, Keep an eye out on the PPW podcast feed for more shows coming up, specifically the one with the Breaker and and Bane. I'm sorry, with Breaker from the Breaker and Bane Power Hour to talk about a content creator series. Also, uh, Eric, when Eric is back next week, we're going to take a look back at the 1992 Royal Rumble because surprisingly, we haven't done that in all of our uh, years in the show. So I was looking back through episodes like, how have we not done this? But we haven't. So. I don't know. I think we did a Rumble show where we briefly talked about it, but specifically the whole pay-per-view, we haven't talked about it. So Eric's going to come back. We're going to talk about that as well. So Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was good. It was a good little change up and I enjoyed it. As much as I joked around and saying, oh, you know, goddamn Steve making me watch this movie, you know, I actually 
enjoyed watching it, taking notes, and then coming on and talking about it. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for thinking of me to watch a movie, basically (laughs) force me to watch a movie that I've never seen before in 24 years that it's been in existence. For sure. But it was a lot of fun. So thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you again. Bye.